to Old Fashioned Finance, the podcast that mixes mocktails with high finance. I'm your host, Olivia Franker, and I'm joined by my good friend and little brother, Titus Franker. Olivia, can a podcast about finance be entertaining? Not without kids. Well, all right, let's mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, that, that was, was my good. line. Yeah, that was my line, too. I think we've been fired and we don't know it yet. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, children. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Are you excited? Yes. I'm excited. You know what? This is something I just realized, Jason. Yeah. Our first guests ever on the podcast are Titus and Olivia. All right. You That's guys awesome. are the first. That's Good. impressive. It is impressive. Yeah. Congratulations. To you, you were guys. the first people that actually accepted an invitation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we got a fun show for you today. Uh, we're going to kick off a new series today, How to Teach Kids About Money. This is part one. We're not going to get into all the nitty gritty <laughs> yet today. That's for part two and part three. In this first episode, what we're going to talk about first is why is it so important to talk to your kids about finance? My two children are here today. And what I think is going to happen is we're going to find out that dad, who's a financial advisor, probably hasn't done a great job at talking yeah. to his own kids they're, about finance. They're mostly here to embarrass you. That's what they're here for. <laughs> but great, because next week, I'm thinking your kids will be here Crap. to embarrass you. <laughs> so as is the tradition here at Old Fashioned Finance, we don't talk about finance without mixing drinks. These are kid-friendly mocktails. Okay? All right. So if you're listening at home and you're going, oh my goodness, you're not going to have the kids drink on the pod- podcast, are you? Well... We're breaking out the heavy stuff. Today, it's Shirley Temples. All right. Woo. All right, kids. It so before delightful. we dive in, uh, we're going to talk the about recipe? what goes into a Shirley yeah. Temple. Cherries. So this cherries. 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 <laughs> cherries, yes. Cherries. So cherries are one of the ingredients. I make these all the time for my kids at home. I think they're fun, you know, for Christmas parties and just, I don't know. Just for fun movie night. We drink them a lot at our house, don't we, kids? Yeah. 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 All the time. Like 24-7. Does your dad drink a lot at home? Um, no. Oh, oh thanks, oh, guys. That's a good answer. <laughs> he, Dang he saves, but one time our Ooh. cat got into like the little... He's hiding But one it. time the cat got into the little compartment and knocked him all over. Ooh. And we had to set them up again. Ooh. Yeah. And that was almost it for the cat, wasn't it? <laughs> yep, and the Clifford cat. is no more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about what we're drinking today. It is the Shirley Temple, and there are lots of different ways to do this. However, you know the ingredients remain the same. So what we've got today is four ounces of Seven Up or Sprite or some kind of lemon lime soda. Some people use ginger ale. Oh uh, yeah, I was thinking Squirt. You know, yeah, Squirt. Well, that's kind of got like uh, like a grapefruit grapefruity. Yeah. I've never tried that. Maybe Ooh. we should try it. Uh, we're drinking Sprite today. Um, so four ounces of Sprite, tablespoon and a half of grenadine. Ooh, which, sweet stuff. Yeah, as we know from previous podcasts, a little grenadine goes a long way. Mix that up in ice and garnish with cherry. This is the first and probably only time that I'll say those neon, bright, Jolly Rancher looking cherries are exactly what we're looking for. So kiddos, let's take a drink and talk about it. All right. Cheers. Yep. Mmm. <laughs> Ooh, what do you guys Ooh. think of that? It tastes limey. It tastes limey? Like, yes. Can yeah. I eat the cherry? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I make my dad put like three cherries. That's your dessert, That's true. son. You're not supposed to eat that <laughs> till the end. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Pretty good? Yes. What's your favorite part of it? The cherry. It's super sweet, isn't it, Jason? Oh, yeah. We're not um, used to this kind of sweetness, but that's okay. No. I, we we could know, use some sweetness in our I, life. <laughs> <laughs> I could say that maybe, you know, when the kids aren't around, we can substitute some ingredients for others and uh, 
use use the Shirley Temple template. Yeah. We should put Jen in this, I think. <laughs> yeah, Jen Jen sounds like it would go really well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no Jen for the kids though. Anyway. Oh, dang it. Hey kids, before we get started, I want to just ask you some questions about money. So first of all, do you feel like you guys understand money quite a bit? Yeah. Has I think. mom and dad taught you about money quite a bit? Yeah, um, whenever they're helping me with my homework. Okay. okay. And so Mrs. the schools Good are teaching us. you about money. Oh no, we're in trouble. <laughs> Mrs. Good did, except she sent home like 16 pages of homework every night of it. That's yeah. good for only you. That, it was like only two. <laughs> All Secrets right. are being I know my told. Kids love homework. Okay, so let, let's talk. Uh, let, let's do a couple questions here. Kiddos. All right. So, Titus, what are some ways that you can earn money? By getting a job. Okay. Ooh. Olivia, why do we need to make money? So that you can like live and buy food and buy a house and buy things you need and water and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, so that you can um, buy stuff for other people, I guess. Ooh, that's good. That's yeah. a great like answer. Like birthday presents. Right? Good idea. Yeah, good. Good answer. Uh, here's a here's one. We're going to find out what mom does. <laughs> do you know what your parents, or do you know how your parents make money? Uh, Going to work. And um, dad, you talk a lot at work. Isn't that right? <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Yes, I do. I talk a lot. That's how I make he money. He gets paid by good the job. word, just so you know. How does, <laughs> how does your boss get all the money, though? Is he rich or something? Uh, ask him. He's right there. Uh, oh. No, we're, I'm not rich, but uh, the uh, work that we do, we help other people with their money. Yeah, we just, we just help people who are rich. <laughs> Can I ask something? Yeah, talk into the microphone if into you have a question. Microphone. Oh, man. How, how do the bosses get paid? Ooh. I think she just asked that question. Where were you? <laughs> you were slugging down that whole Shirley Temple. <laughs> All right, Titus, the next question is deep for you. That drink. Like, who, like, how did the people that pay bosses get paid? Ooh. So usually like how that happens is we help other people and they're willing to pay us for our help. Yeah. Would you pay us? Yeah, I'd put, I'd pay <laughs> you. I don't I'd think pay Titus you because you're my yes. favorite. Uh, the mouth of babes. I'd pay you since you're my favorite financial business. Okay. Ooh. Wow, I appreciate wow. that. Great. Titus, I have another question for you. This should be interesting. How much money do you want to make one day? Mm, I want to be rich. Ooh. <laughs> So okay. What, what do you How much do? money do you think you need to be rich? Yeah, that's the question. A uh, million dollars. Oh, oh, oh that's okay. pretty good. That's pretty good. Olivia, what do you think? Um, I don't know how much it would be, but I want to grow up and get enough money so I could um buy a bunch of chickens. Chickens. Ooh. All right. Wow. High aspirations. They're so cute. What's a bunch of chickens? Like how many? Like um like three three million thousand or something because they're so cute and wow. they're only okay. like eight dollars each. <laughs> oh. And the baby chicks are so cute, yeah, but you have to get six time. chicks. You know what else you is good about chickens? Get six chicks. Chickens are delicious. Oh. <laughs> oh come on. Okay, it's moving on. <laughs> chickens light. All right, eggs, make sure we're talking into the microphone, kiddos. You got to put your mouth up there. Listen to your father. <laughs> How much money do you make from your chores? 
about like two cents a day. Oh, okay. All right. So moving <laughs> what on. What a cheap guy. Mom and dad are getting thrown <laughs> under the bus here. Jason, why don't we get yes. into, now that we had the cute Q&A with the kids, uh-huh. uh, and kiddos, feel free to chime in whenever, but as we're talking here, feel free to enjoy we your have Shirley Temples. They're children. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit, Jason, getting into, uh, before, you know, next episode where we talk about how to teach little kids about money, and then we'll get on to teaching older kids about money. Let's establish why it's so stinking important to teach your kids about money. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about teaching kids about money and why it's absolutely necessary? Practicing. Yeah, I mean, um, if you don't do it, they will pick up the habits of the world. And the habits of the world are not great. Yeah. You know, they're going to they're gonna compare themselves to what their friends have. And sometimes their friends' parents aren't as responsible mm-hmm. as uh, as they should be, and that's really easy to get sucked into. You know, I'm glad Olivia said that she wants chickens. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's uh, going to be self sufficient one ne- day. Neither one of them said they wanted Maseratis. Uh, I guess Titus said he wanted to be rich, but <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, when you're rich, what what are you going to get? Yeah, like, Titus, what would you do if you were rich? So you have I a million dollars, like- and what are you going to get? I think he'd rub it in people's faces. Oh wow! <laughs> no, I would. I would. Ouch. I would want to buy a mansion and a and a backyard pool and have a whole bunch of parties. Oh, oh wow! What okay. about wow. your Watch kids? Out for this kid, this is like the Great Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia <laughs> wants chickens, and, and Titus wants Titus. to be the Great Gatsby. <laughs> and I want to. And I also want a refill. Oh, <laughs> a refill already. On he the, wants somebody that will roll, bring son. him a refill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someday when you're rich, you can pay somebody to bring your refill. Yeah, so like Wait, practicing. Titus. Yeah. Like, how are you going to become rich? What job are you going to get? That's a great question. Ooh. What job? I don't really know what job I want to be. I want to have to be rich. Okay. That's I'll okay. try thinking about it. Okay. You could you try think a about doctor, it. except you hate. I don't want to see that what's stuff. inside people. <laughs> oh my gosh. Trust me, that's like a meta- right. that's like a metaphor for money right Dad, there. I have yeah, a feeling. Is. Dad, I have a bad feeling that um some kind of horror movie is um not even worse than the video we saw in health class. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I'm glad I'm not in health class anymore. <laughs> All right, back to the money. Okay, okay. So back to the money topic. <laughs> uh, so like you said, uh and I heard Olivia say practice. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, why not start your kids early practicing developing these habits? Um, you yeah, know, something- keep it keep it simple. I mean, it doesn't have to be like really complicated, right? When they make when they make some money, um, teach them to. For in my family, we want to teach our kids to give some. You know, maybe some to the church, a local charity, a humane society, something that's important to you. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do whenever I'm rich. Ooh, me and my friends are um, saving up to donate to tigers and axolotls and pandas. And Tasmanian devils. And Tasmanian devils. Okay, so something that's important to you. So look, it's like natural. Yeah. Like, we want to help people with the resources that we can earn. So, and before we get into all the, because I like where you're going, I think that we should probably dive into that more in the next episode as far as like what to do when kids get money, whether it's for birthdays or side jobs and things like that. Um, But one of the things that I thought was really eye-opening, and I, I read this in more than one place, believe it or not, when you listen to our podcast, we do check more than one source. <laughs> we just don't make this up. <laughs> yeah. Um, kids' money habits start to actually set in and take root, like who they're going to be with money down the road at ages seven through nine. Those wow. are real formative years. So kids, 
talking in the microphone. Olivia, how old are you? Ten. Titus, how old are you? Eight. Uh oh. <laughs> Let's hope that we've taught them well, right? Because well, really, sometimes at their age, their financial behaviors are becoming ingrained in their personalities right. at this point. So really, really important. Uh, they're Good impressionable. Habit. They're yeah. teachable right now. So. Why is practice so important? Well, for crying out loud, Jason, it's part of everyday life. Do we get through a day without, and I know our job is dealing with money, mm-hmm. but you know we haven't always been financial advisors. Did right. we ever get through an adult day without dealing with money, for crying out loud, in some shape or form? No. I mean, you're, you're usually doing something in the day that causes you to spend or makes you realize how little you have or, you know, bills come in the mail, yeah. you know, things happen. So... Yeah, I mean it's it's every day. So these kids are are going to be around that if they're with their parents at all. They're going to yeah. see how they or know. they should. Right. So right. it you know, I I think that maybe generations before us too, it was a little faux pas to talk about money around your kids, especially the family right. finances, and I'm here to say bah, that's garbage. It is. You have to talk to your kids about finances. Now, uh, I remember a the couple humbug. weeks ago, Titus coming up and asking me if I was rich or if I had a million dollars. And I said, like my dad told me when I asked him the same question when I was 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, that's none of your business. But I think it is important to uh, to teach kids early on because they're going to learn about this somewhere, right? Why not from mom and dad? For crying out loud, we teach our kids to brush their teeth. How to get dressed every Did you morning. Brush your teeth today. How to bathe. You guys did brush, right? Okay, good. They're saying yes. Yeah, it, it's early. Yeah, it's early. Uh, we're drinking Shirley Temple's at mm, ten o'clock right now. So. But yeah, I mean, we teach those those things because those are things that are crucial and important to everyday life. Well, so is money. It's very mm-hmm. important. Um, right now, Dad, you are important to everyday life. Ooh. That's real cute. What do you want? <laughs> She's like, this is how I manipulate yes, dad. This is how I get money. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think uh, I think it, it's like any other life skill. You teach from a young age. We teach our kids to say their prayers. We go to church. They get catechized. All this stuff, right? Yep. Why not talk about money? So it's part of everyday life. It ain't going away anytime soon. It, now, I think what you got to be careful of, and we'll dive into some of this stuff more throughout the next couple episodes, and I think especially when we get into the older kids, too, yeah, yeah. we don't want kids growing up thinking that money is everything either, right? right? So there's, right. A, there's a balance, and we'll get well, into all we, that stuff. We've but, experienced that. I mean, oh, we, absolutely. we see you know, folks come through our office who borderline worship yeah. money, and it's, it's never a good situation. It almost always leads to broken relationships. With their kids. And, and you know, okay. to, to add on to that, like you said, I don't think that in most cases it's just a, like Titus said, I want to be rich. I want a mansion. I want to have pool parties. <laughs> it, most of the time it's not coming from that. Most of the time it's uh, setting up almost an idol of, right. I need to be responsible with my money. I need to be intentional with my money. And it becomes so much about the money rather than what you can do, who you can bless with it how you can take care of and raise a family, the things that you can do with money. I'm going to donate with, uh, with my money. Okay, good Ooh. answer. He wants to donate. But I, I think the point being that a lot of people who quote-unquote worship money aren't doing it because they want all the stuff that money gets them. It's, it almost comes out of a, I want to be responsible with what's given to me. Right. Right. Almost always, yeah. And I, and, but I think that that is... You know, not so all the time. It's two but. sides of the equation here. We're saying like ultra responsible, responsible, and people who are just kind of you know frivolous. Your kids are going to pick up those habits, right? 
no matter what. So you as parents, we have to remember, you know, that this money, number one, is a gift. I mean, we have talents. We use those talents. That, those are gifts from God. And that is important for your children to realize that, you know, you've been trusted mm-hmm. with these talents. You're able to use these talents to earn and earning money means that you should be grateful for those gifts that you have. Yeah. And I don't know how you form that any other way other than when the kids are young. Yeah. Yeah. And Practice makes perfect like anything else. Right. Right. And so you don't part, teach your kids to brush their teeth when they're 18 and they're they're leaving the house. Yeah, but on the <laughs> but on this habit front, I mean, if again, uh-huh. if you're a hard worker and you spend a lot of time in your career honing it in, being a good good at whatever you're doing, uh, your kids are going to pick up on that. Yeah. I think we all need refills on our Shirley Temple. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll get refills in a few minutes here, but yeah, I, I think building on that, Jason, you know, you want your kids to see a good work ethic. There there's a balance to all of this, right? You want your kids to know about money. You want them to be responsible with money, but you don't want money to be everything. You want your kids to have a good work ethic. Your kids are taking naps right now. I think we officially have gotten (laughs) Well, they knocked those Shirley Temples out pretty quick. But you don't want your kids to become workaholics either. All right. You're napping on the job. That's not good work ethic. You know what? Lay your head down. You're fine. We'll get more Shirley Temples here in a minute. But here's the other thing. Okay. Okay. Shirley Temple requests right now. <laughs> I can't yell good. I was yelling all morning. Okay. Well, yeah. you don't have to yell on the podcast. Making, but you told me to yell. I said talk and into the microphone. All right. So here's the other thing, Jason. If you don't teach your kids about money, who will? Because somebody will, and they'll develop habits somehow, right? Oh, oh my. This so, is like this is one that just like blows my mind. Yeah. What society? I mean, we kind of insulate ourselves, right? I mean, we certainly do. Yeah. So like when you open up to the world and see what's out there, it is insanity. Yeah. Well, it's uh, you can apply this in a lot of areas of your life when you talk about teaching your kids something, right? Yep. Um, you don't just take your kids to church and never talk about it outside of church, right? I mean, I hope not. You, you don't trust that <laughs> the, the church is going to raise your children. Um, you don't send your kids off to school and then don't help them with homework or teach them anything about their schoolwork. And just trust the school to raise your children. You don't open up a checking account when they turn 18 and say, here, the bank's going to teach you about money, right? So I I think that (laughs) if you don't teach your kids, who will? Well, the school system, I think maybe they're getting better about teaching kids with money. But I certainly don't want the schools teaching my kids about money. And that's the only experience they get with it. I certainly don't want banks being the ones to teach my kids about money. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And I think we're almost at 20 minutes. So I think that um, some statistics yeah. like we normally uh, throw in would be pretty helpful here because there's been a lot of headlines over the last couple of years about schools getting into more financial literacy programs and things like that. I mean, honestly, because parents aren't teaching their kids at home and kids are graduating with no money sense, right? Right. So there was a poll. Of, I actually don't have who did the poll. Discovery Education. In 2018, said uh, nearly 50% of high school seniors exiting school, right, were polled. Nearly 50% said they wish they had learned a personal finance course in school. Wow. Okay. So did you have a personal finance course in school? I did not. Okay. And, and I thought this was like a huge disservice um, yeah. at did that particular you, time. I had an elective. I had to pick it. Yeah. So I took an accounting course. Mm-hmm. I think it was my senior year. And 
the sad part about it is I was like kind of in my mind thinking about business as a career. Yeah. I thought I wanted to be a doctor. You know, I was going down the, you know, let's be rich and I want a mansion and lots of parties and unlimited Shirley temples. You'll have to clean up <laughs> okay. after your parties and you hate cleaning. Yeah. But I didn't know. I, I, I had a part-time job at an office supply store and I, I liked that kind of work. Okay. I like talking to people. I like giving advice. I didn't know. And quite frankly, the school didn't do anything yeah. to help me explore that as an option. Now we're talking small country school. You know, they can only do so much, but we did not even have it offered. Yeah. You, it, if you were seeking it, you couldn't get it. Not that it, like it was like, go take accounting. Yeah. Go to four county or, you know, like a vocational school. You know? I, I think I had a class called Intro to Business. It was an elective. And uh, my dad told me, so, you know, we had some flexibility in high school as far as picking our courses. We had the required stuff that we had to take, of course. But then we had a couple of electives. And I always remember going through those with my parents. And my dad said, Intro to Business, take that. You absolutely need to take it. I've talked about that, I think, on the podcast before. But I learned checkbook balancing some right. basic accounting. I learned about how businesses are structured. We learned about the stock market. Um, we had a, a section on white collar crimes, which was great because we went to the Mansfield <laughs> Reformatory to tour Ooh. it oh, uh, yeah. and watch the Shawshank Redemption. Oh my God. So oh, I, I, that, that class sticks out in my mind for some of those reasons, but I did learn some really great stuff. Now I had 10 kids in my class. There were 10 kids taking that class all year. Yeah. Okay, That's out of insane. and I went to a small school 400 too. 400 kids, let's yeah. just say, yeah. Yeah, so a very small percentage and, and I guess the argument is, well, should this stuff be required? I'm I'm going to throw out some more stats here. Another study shows that I'll read it verbatim here. Lasardi, Mashad and Mitchell did a, a study in 2017 saying that recent study finds that differences in financial knowledge account for 30 to 40% of retirement wealth inequalities. Jeez. Well, doesn't that just make sense, though? It does. If you don't know anything about money until you go out into the world and get your butt kicked by money, <laughs> yeah, and maybe you straighten yourself out and you, you get on the right path, that it takes some some years of doing things the wrong way, right? That's well, why there are I mean, people you, like Dave Ramsey out right. there. Well, you think about the people that have had, like, all of a sudden start making a, like, respectable salary. Yeah. Maybe I'll be an advisor whenever I grow up. Ooh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, Succession plan. <laughs> when do you want to get started? <laughs> <laughs> this is funny because, you know, these stats, they, they sound kind of shocking, but they also just make a lot of sense. 31%, by the way, and I, I don't want to just totally dump on the education uh, system. A 2016 survey showed that 31% agreed that their high school education did a good job of preparing them. Yeah. And I mean, for the last, like, not to dump on education that's not what we're doing here but for the last i don't know probably close to 10 years i've gone in and talked to high school students about what i do right and it's right. in a finance course that i believe is mandated now yeah. in the state of ohio but it's like yeah, one let's quarter. go back to that in sure, a second sure yeah I, no I, just... I mean the it's like one quarter so you got to think like six maybe eight weeks of the year yeah they're getting out of their entire high school career right they're getting exposed to a finance class by a teacher who they may or may not like in a curriculum that may or may not give them actual direction. Yeah. Okay. Because I've noticed a lot of lot of curriculum. I mean, we see this stuff. I I printed out Ohio's curriculum. Yeah, actually, it's uh, so, I'm not going to go into that. It's super generic. It's very generic, and it will not. It it doesn't like give them principles that are like 
don't go into debt. So I was going to say, let's go back to it. But while you, you just said it, right? The, the curriculum is very ambiguous. We'll, we'll put it that way. Uh, so as of now, I think that there is, let's see, uh, like seven, maybe eight states that are requiring an explicit financial preparedness course, sure. essentially, right? So when I looked at Ohio's curriculum, at least, the way that they accounted for a lot of this is uh, you got to have so many hours, you know, whatever, right. so many credits or half credit, but they spread it out over their algebra class, over their, exactly. uh, you know, their social studies. So it was just basically saying, oh, okay, so look at their curriculum. They're getting some information about money right. throughout They school. didn't even pull the curtain back, quite frankly. Well, but let's talk about the reasons why. And now, since I think 2018 is when Ohio and a lot of states adopted some requirements, right? But like anything else, there's a runway as far as getting that off the ground. I do think Ohio is, is maybe the eighth that is going to have an explicitly, you know, uh, a financial class, basically like a, a primer on finance that's a requirement in and of itself. But as of now, again, they're using other courses to kind of fill that gap. But let's talk about some of the reasons. In another poll conducted by University of Wisconsin, Madison, Badgers, right? Less than 20% of public school teachers felt competent enough to teach personal finance Ooh. topics. So they didn't get taught. They didn't get taught. And now right. they're teaching it. Exactly. That's, wow. So if you think about it, who's going to teach these classes? You know, I, I know how it was in my high school when new curriculum was mandated. They'd go to existing teachers and say, okay, who can teach this? Well, first, let's look at credentials. Who can teach it? And then who will teach it? Right. Less than 20% of teachers feel like they can do this. Ooh. Now, I feel pretty pretty lucky because shortly after I got my banking and finance degree and I got out into the banking world, I did a, for a year or two through Ohio Job and Family Services, I believe, I did a basic finance course for individuals. Oh, and yeah. It was yeah I remember household you budgeting, me about that. Yeah, uh, right. checkbook balancing, stuff like that. And I think in our careers at some point, we've all taught yeah. some method of this. I've done, you know, Dave Ramsey's program. I've right. done a couple other ones that are very similar. I've, you know, when you, so what was eye opening for me is when I, when I would um, counsel folks who are getting ready to be married mm -hmm. in our church, didn't do a lot of it, but I did some of it, just how little they knew. Yeah. Well, that class that I taught, you know, I was dealing with some people in their 20s, some in their 30s, some in their 40s and 50s. And to see the the light come on and things click and go, I I never knew how to balance checkbooks. Yeah, and this doesn't even count like the scars right. that some of these folks may be dealing with in terms of like emotional baggage around money. And uh, I think that that's also a point that, you know, these habits that we're talking about giving your children in these formative years, it has lasting effects. Yeah. Well, I have to correct myself because I was looking at seven states that require a full-blown, on-its-own finance course. 21 states are now on board to have financial coursework buried in their, their uh, curriculum. Uh, curriculum somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Yeah, 21 now. It was 17 whenever the poll was done in 18, but now it's 21. Ohio, I believe, is the eighth that's going to have a specifically finance class, which right. is good. We're moving in the right direction, but that's exactly. eight out of 50, guys. Are you guys are you guys going to ask us any more questions? <laughs> uh, we'll see. I'll ask you a question in just a second because I'm going to wrap it up with this. FINRA did a study back in 2015 where they looked at students who took these finance courses that were available, right? And we're not talking about business majors either. We're just talking about kids in high school Period. who took yeah. the finance courses. And on average, in adult life, their credit scores were 20% or 20 points higher and had a much lower percentage of delinquency too. That's, so 
Amazing. It makes sense, right? Yeah. Mind-blowing, but not really. So uh, I think that's enough for why we think it's important. And next week, I want to get into how we actually go about teaching, because this is where, obviously, if 20% of school teachers or less feel like they're not prepared, how do you as a parent take your little ones aside and say, I'm going to teach you about money. Right. And I'm not going to leave it up to the schools and the banks to do it. Right. So we'll get into that next week. So kiddos, did you guys have a good time? Yeah, I had an awesome time, Daddy. Thank you for letting me be on the show. Same. <laughs> did you like your Shirley Temples? Yes. Love them. Better than the ones that uh, Dad makes at home? No, they're both good. Ooh, okay. Uh, last question. <laughs> Who spends more money, Mom or Dad? Both Ooh. of them. Mom. Oh. Mom. All right. Ooh, Titus, Titus, you just threw yourself under the bus. Well, that was too much fun, guys. They oh, had man. Fun. Did you have fun? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they definitely were doing some eye rolling in the middle there. They were a little bored. Yeah. They're like, oh, boy. I That's thought this okay. was they for love kids. Them. They love you. They love you <laughs> a lot. I, I think Titus and Olivia are off making more Shirley Temple. Hopefully they don't hit the gin. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for having a drink with us this week, folks. It's time to close out the tab. If you have a question or a topic you want to address on the Old Fashioned Finance Podcast, be sure to email us at podcast at bluejfg.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to share the show with someone you love or just someone who needs a little money muddling themselves. You can stay up to date with the latest action by following us on Facebook. Old Fashioned Finance is brought to you by Blue Jay Financial Group. That's bluejfg.com and produced by Pottery Studios. We've been your hosts, Caleb and Jason. And, and Titus and Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC. Blue Jay is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to a consumer in a particular state by Blue Jay and the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written consent on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay unless other otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations are made by our firm as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation.